0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. And if they fall, one will lift up the other. But woe to one who is alone and falls and does not have another to help. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though one might prevail against another, two will withstand against one. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. I want to wish you a happy Independence Day as well as the lesser known Interdependence Day. Happy Interdependence Day to you. Yes, I made that up. It's not an official holiday, but if we want to tell the truth, of what it means to lead a good life, especially a good Christian life, then I will be presenting to you that we should start celebrating Interdependence Day always along with Independence Day because we need them both. Because God made us as totally unique individuals with special gifts, free to pursue and discover our greatest end. But then he also made us to be in communion and fellowship within our marriages, within our families, within our churches, within our nations. So to start with independence, independence is important. And that's why so many countries have a day to celebrate it like we do today. And we Americans love our independence. We were just too cool for British rule. And on the whole, our struggle for independence was righteous and just. But don't forget that there is always a shadow side of the struggle and fight for independence because not too long after blood was spilled to gain independence from Britain, America then fought its bloodiest war ever, the Civil War, as some states fought for independence from the Union. Not many people frame it this way but the Civil War was a fight to balance independence with interdependence, to have this union of states, differentiated unity. Fifty different states with different values, different needs, but united together under common law and leadership, economy, etc. So then maybe we should celebrate Interdependence Day in addition to independence. Armenians also love independence, probably especially because we've never typically had it. But independence is no easy road. And hardly a generation after Armenia gained its independence, it's becoming clear what the full cost of independence is. It's also becoming very clear to Ukraine what the full cost of independence is. Britain has paid a huge short-term economic price for its Brexit, becoming independent from the European Union. Do we think this independence is worth it? I do, as a whole, but that's easy for me to say because I'm not paying the cost with money or my blood. Do Armenians think it's worth it? Some do, and probably some don't. But however you look at it, it's very important to understand the realities and benefits of independence and interdependence. And especially if you're small like Armenia, full independence is probably always an illusion. We will always be interdependent with larger powers. I think Armenia's big question currently in transition is, who do we want to get closer to and who do we want to keep at a distance? So maybe Armenia, instead of celebrating two Independence Days, one on May 28th and one on September 21st, we could change one of those to celebrate Interdependence Day along with our independence. But in any case, independence, like anything in this world, is a good servant, but it can become a terrible master. Because too much stark independence with no other balance leads to all kind of social turmoil which we experience to some degree in this highly independent country higher divorce rates, broken families, amoral corporations who destroy God's creation, social isolation, despair. But, by the way, too much interdependence can also be negative, though it's harder for us to imagine in the West. In China, in Russia, in post-communist authoritarian countries like Azerbaijan, you might call that too much interdependence or maybe properly more too much uniformity, and in these societies, individuals often don't grow to their full potential and take full responsibility for their lives because the society, or the government, or the tribe keeps them fused together. And if you're trying to be your own person, your own businessman, your own artist, you are at risk and speak truth to central power and you'll be silenced or jailed or worse. Our church, though, of course, always has the best answers and better than our world's answers and a balance between independence and interdependence and always subordinating both of these lesser goods to the one true good and the one true God. We do this because of God's first and most important commandment. You know this one. You shall have no other gods before me. But even more than doing what God says, we do this to become like God is. For us, God is one, we're monotheists, but at the same time, and as monotheists, we're all united as children of God, but at the same time, look deeper, and God is three in one. The Trinity, three persons in one nature, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit differentiated unity. We had a whole sermon series explaining this, exploring this mystery of three, but for now, it's suffice to say that God is love and love is only possible between separate persons. And so God the Father loves his creatures, us. He loves his Son. He loves his Christ. And we with the Son reciprocate that love to him and we all are in the Holy Spirit in which we live, move, and have our being. And we also find much biblical support to celebrate Interdependence Day along with our independence. The passage I started with was from Ecclesiastes, a beautiful passage on interdependence, but perhaps the most famous is Paul's passage in 1 Corinthians, which describes Our church as one that is united in nature, but diverse in relationship with Christ and with others. For just as the body is one, Paul said, and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ, his church. In our highest kingdom calling as a people of God, we are both uniquely diverse individuals here, but we also can only function fully when we're together in communion, in fellowship with God and with each other. So today, as you go home on this 4th of July weekend, I will let you fill in for yourself the detailed practical implications of our church's teaching on independence and interdependence if you at times have gone too far in the direction of independence like me, insisting on your own needs, on your own ways independence in your marriage, in your family, your work, or with your Creator then make sure you reflect on your interdependence in God. And perhaps at other times if you like me have stuck too close to your own people, your own party, your own tribe, and you've forgotten what it means to be free and accountable before God who made you above all else, then you should also reflect on your independence as a unique child of God. But let's avoid both of these pitfalls and return to the teaching of our Bible and our church that mysteriously holds these two truths in tension, that we're independent and we're interdependent, one of a kind, but yet made for each other and for God, now and always and unto the ages of ages.